Welcome to Nach Daily. Today we're learning E of Parak 8. We finished with Eliphaz's first set of responses to E of Suffering. We're going to see round 2 from Eliphaz when we hit Parak 15. Now we begin E of Second Friend, Bildad Hashuchi's response to E of Suffering. By way of introduction, the Vilnagon brings Bildad Hashuchi was a descendant from Avram Avinu. Bildad's ancestor was Shuach, who was one of the sons born from Avraham, from Keturah. Rav Schwab notes all of Eve's friends came from Avram's family, which explains why they all believed in God. This shows us how Avram's efforts to teach people about God was successful. Bildad's response to Eev is in many ways similar to Eliphaz's. They both agree in divine providence. God is good and suffering comes from God. However, the Malbim explains there's a subtle difference between their arguments. Bildad held human suffering comes from God's mishpat and his divine justice. In previous Prakim, Eev had argued because God is just and we see people suffer, it must be God handed the world over to Mazalos because God would not cause people to suffer. While both Bildad and Eev agree God is just, Bildad explains it's precisely because God is just and fair. He interacts with the world with exact Hashgacha Pratis. In fact, it would be unjust if God let the world be run by Mazalos, leaving man to suffer. Therefore, Bildad concludes God's justice is precisely what causes him to maintain his Hashgacha Pratis. Additionally, we see that Bildad was way more blunt than Eliphaz. Eliphaz only hinted to Eev being a sinner, but never caused called him on outright while Bildad does. Also, Bildad goes after Eov's kids saying they actually sinned regularly at their daily parties, which is why they were punished. Something seemingly Eov had been concerned with, like we learned in the first parak, Eov would bring daily korbanos for his kids. Again, Rav Schwab notes, instead of Eov bringing korbanos for his kids, Eov failed to rebuke his kids for their parting, which was considered a sin on Eov's part. Now for the parak itself. The parak opens with Bildad urging Eev to do tshuva. If only you, Eev, would do tshuva, then you would no longer suffer. Certainly God is just and will take you back. As it says in verse 3, Ha'el yavas mishpat v'im shaka yavas tzedek, would God pervert judgment? Would the Almighty pervert justice? Meaning, like we explained, it's precisely because God contains mishpat and tzedek that you're experiencing suffering. In verse 4, Bildad outright tells Eev his kids were punished because they deserved it. He says, if your children sinned against him, he sent them to their doom because of their transgressions. Again, like we explained above, the Ramban and the Mabum explain suffering is a natural result of sin. Eev's children sinned when they cursed God in their hearts at their daily parties. Bildad continues, but certainly if you, Eev, do tshuva, you'll be taken back by God and your suffering will end. Like it says in verse 7, Your beginning will seem small, but your end will prosper greatly. Meaning, if you do tshuva, initially your life may not seem as glamorous, but slowly but surely you'll get back on your feet and in the end you'll be great again. The Gemara in Kedushin 40b explains the righteous in this world are like a tree that stands in a place of Kedusha purity, but its branches and leaves hang in a place of Tumah impurity. When you cut off the branches, the entire tree remains in Kedusha. So to Hashem's brings Yisurim, affliction, on people in this world in order for them to inherit the world to come. Interestingly, the Malbim notes in his intro to this parak, although this is also subtle, Bildad held not only does suffering wipe away your Averus 
and clean you from sin. But suffering actually proactively gains you more reward in Olam Haba, which is actually a greater thing. The Malbin contrasts this with Alifaz, who seem to hold suffering just cleans away your virus, but doesn't necessarily earn you extra reward in the next world. Bildad then moves on to give a historical perspective on suffering. He essentially maintains, based on your own experience of life and circumstantial evidence, we can't really bring proofs for or against providence because our lifetime is too short. We really need to look at the bigger picture of history to get a better understanding of God's providence. Bildad then shares a metaphor to compare Eve to reeds and grass that dry up without water. The simple meaning is Eve needs to look to a fresh water source in order not to to wither up and dry, meaning, Eve, if only you would search out God, the source of all life, by doing tshuva, your suffering would stop. Additionally, hope is like fresh water, which allows things to flourish. If you have no hope, you'll wither up and die like a reed. Bildad's closing message is in verse 20. Ha'ein el-lo yimas tam v'lo yechazik b'yad mireim. Indeed, God will not reject the innocent, nor will he sustain evildoers. This really sums up Bildad's position. It's impossible that you didn't sin because God doesn't send suffering to you unless you sin. Therefore, God would never cast away an innocent man. If you're curious to know what Eve responds back to Bildad, stay tuned to the next episode of Nachdeli. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.